Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-host, Pam. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Dawn? I'll never say your <laughs> name the way you do. That's I almost, sure. <laughs> uh, when I was going through the whole friend, colleague, co-host, I kind of hesitated, didn't I? I was like, you are my co-host, though. I think the whole world knows that by now, but we're co-hosts. We are co-hosts. You're not my co-host. Anyway, well, I, you and I are so excited to bring the listeners um, our very special interview today with the multi-award winning and immensely talented Barbara Niven. And she is, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. You're going to absolutely love listening to this interview. Don. what did you think? Oh, you know, it was a treat. Um, Barbara is one of those people you could just go and have a meal with and listen to her stories for hours upon hours. She's just a sweet soul. Absolutely, one after the other. We could have <laughs> we could have talked to her for hours for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, Barbara stars in the Hallmark Channel movie Christmas at the Golden Dragon, premiering Sunday, November thirteenth at eight p.m. Eastern, seven Central. You don't want to miss that. And we are so excited and honored to bring you our interview with Barbara Niven. Enjoy the show. Hi, Barbara. Thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. I am so glad to have a chance to talk with you ladies and hear a little bit more of that North Carolina accent of yours. And also talk about I love it. Hallmark Channel. <laughs> and and uh, thank you so much for telling people about my new Hallmark Christmas movie called Christmas at the Golden Dragon. We're really excited for it. Absolutely. So are we. Uh, but we'd like to know a little bit more about your background. When you first started acting, you were in your 30s, and you hit the road running and you've not stopped since. What inspired you to start acting at that point? Oh, my gosh. You know, I wasn't even 30 yet, actually. Um, And I I, I just, I love to tell people about my crazy acting dream and how I've been somehow able to live my dream. Because if I can make this happen, anybody who has a dream can make it happen, too. And all I say is, don't give up five minutes because before your miracle, because if I can do it, you can. And so just in a, a quick way of this, um, the, the, I, see, I always knew I wanted to be an actress. Ever since I was five years old, I remember in kindergarten that we had a Christmas show with all the parents in the, in the audience in front of us. And I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing footy pajamas and holding a teddy bear. And I remember what we sang, me and my teddy bear, have no worries, have no cares. And and I remember the goosebumps. And just singing that right now, I got, I'm just weird, I get goosebumps. And I believe that your goosebumps lead you to your passion and to your purpose. And so whatever gives you goosebumps, don't ever stop. 
But as most people do, I put my dream on hold and because it's crazy to say, oh, I want to be an actress. And I was living in Portland, Oregon, a single mom by then, uh, this little two-year-old girl. And as my high school reunion, my 10-year high school reunion came up, I remember they sent out something that I got in the mail to fill out, you know, to tell people what you've been doing for the last 10 years. And um, it was questions like, who did you marry? How many kids did you have? Where do you live? Well, the last question on mine was, have you achieved all you thought you would in your life by now? I realized that I hadn't even really started yet. Yes, I wanted to be a, a wife and a mom, but my acting dream, and I realized how fast time goes because 10 years had just gone by like that. And so that was the day that I declared my dream again because you have to declare it. You have to put yourself out there even just to yourself at first and acknowledge who and what you really want to be and do with your life. And I, I set it in motion that day. Um, I never told anybody at all. <laughs> and uh, I went down in, I was living in Portland, Oregon, and they have a, uh, something called Powell's Bookstore, which is this amazing bookstore that takes up a whole, a whole block, square block in Northwest Portland. And I went down, I had Jessica and my daughter, at two in the stroller, and I went down and looked up the acting sections and started reading acting books and sitting in the aisle then, because I was really poor too. And I found a monologue book, and I didn't even know what a monologue was, but a monologue is uh, when, you, when you watch an actor in a screen, sometimes they'll give a, a paragraph of a monologue, sometimes they'll give two pages of a monologue. Um, this was one from Chapter 2 with Marsha Mason. Chapter 2 is written by Neil Simon, and I memorized that thing. And then the next thing I know they announced on ABC Daytime that they were going to do a nationwide search for the new Tina on One Life to Live. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I memorized that monologue and didn't tell anybody what I was going to do, but I, the morning of the audition, which was going to take place in Seattle, and I lived in Portland, so that's a long drive. Um, I, it turned out there was a black ice storm that night, too. So uh, I, I, I bundled Jessica up, take her to my mom's for the day, and don't tell her what I'm doing. And I get in the car, and I drive all the way up to Seattle. I'm one of the only cars in the world because it's black ice. And I get out of the car, and I go into this little room with a, a video camera, and I meet um, the West Coast casting director for ABC Daytime, and his name was Bobby Hoffman. And I'd never done my monologue out of my mouth for anybody else before, but I did for him. And and he put it on tape, and then I drove home. I drove home, picked up my daughter, and thought, well, if nothing ever happens, at least I did that. And would you believe, it turned out that I was one of five people they took to New York for a screen test. So wow. that's, that's how... Yeah, but I was terrible because I had, yeah, I had talent, but I didn't know my craft. That's the other thing about a dream and about your purpose is you've got to, you've got to put in the work. You can have all the raw talent and all the want that you, and, and try in the world, but you've got to learn your craft. And when you're doing something that you love, all that time you spend in class, doing like me in acting class and working with directors, working on my voice, working with all those things that, that are my tools as an actor, I loved people. I would have paid somebody to let me do it. 
And and I would pay somebody to this day to let me act. Just don't let Hallmark know because I would probably have yeah. a pretty good pay cut by then. But but I, and I I just use my story because honest gosh, if I can make my dream come true, it's it's just a map for everybody else too. So and and I and I supported myself. I've been acting almost forty years now, and I've we've been so poor. I raised my daughter as a single mom actress with no child support, but we were so rich because I taught her that her own dreams are important. It's more important than money, but. If you do what you love, you'll 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 be happy. Oh my gosh, that That's is so that beautiful. That was a short version. Oh well, that that absolutely is. You know, we always love to ask that question because we always get so different, very different answers. And um, but that was inspiring. And if that doesn't motivate anyone that has a dream to just never give up on your dreams, and in fact. Pam and I came across a quote that you said. Um, it says, live your dreams. Life is too short to settle for less than wonderful. Don't give up five minutes before your miracle. One of the most beautiful things we've ever heard. So profound. Um, at what point in your life did your own words come to have profound meaning? Um, I think I've had so many miracles. Are you kidding? Um, that was one of them, the, uh, just getting that screen test and then realizing um, Mary Lynn Henry, who's the uh, I just had dinner with her when I was in New York. Um, we stayed friends, but she was a mentor for me, and she was really honest. You have to have honest people in your life because she told me after I did not get that audition, she said, "Honey, you don't have any." Or with her New York voice, "Honey, you have no star power," and with that voice, all you're ever going to do is play a victim. And Aww. she was right because my voice. My name was Barbie then, and this is how I talked because I didn't want, I wanted everybody to love me all the time. And, mm. and, and just, I didn't want to rock the cart. And how many women are like that? And I say women because so many women, even in the corporate uh, world, do not develop their, their vocal skills. You have to have the balls you, you, when you need them. You've got to be able to, and in my, in my uh, work, I've got to, I do motivational speaking and public speaking and media training. And when the microphone goes out, you've got to be able to just use your voice and develop your voice as an instrument. Um, so what, when I went, that was, Mary Lynn was a miracle to me, to, to put that back in my face and, and tell me, and, and to also let me know how much I really wanted this. So when I came back to Portland, Oregon, um, I hired an old radio guy who helped me develop my voice. And there's simple tools. I, I teach uh, media training. It's called Unleash Your Star Power because everybody's got their own individual star power. And if anybody's listening right now, one way that you can develop your voice, which is what he showed me, um, is to just right now, wherever you're sitting, just uh, point at your forehead and go one, and point at your mouth, two, point to your chest, and as you go down, I want you to lower your voice. One, two, three, four, 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 four. And four is down at your center, your core, right right in the middle of your gut. One, two, three, oh, wow. four, four. One, two, three, four, four. And I've learned that. And now when I have a character that I need to play, this is where I can put my voice. But, for instance, Megan O'Brien is more where Barbara talks up here all the time. <laughs> but if I need to, I can do more innocent up here. But we all play different roles in our lives every day. 
and with different people. We have to become who they need us to be. Um, right. And so you need to develop your your outward appearance and how you feel inside with your with your voice and with your with your wardrobe and with however you need to be to feel strong and independent. And it's not about wearing makeup all the time because that's that's all the little accoutrements that are you know you add on wherever and when you need them. But it's just so you feel your strongest and you can do what you're what you're here to do on this earth. Right. Right. Uh, which role has been the most challenging for you or even the one that has been the most rewarding for you to play? Uh, my favorite one, well, I have so many favorite ones. I got to play um, uh, my first series I did was called Pensacola Wink of Gold, and I played the love interest for James Brolin, and it was about Marine fighter pilots. And I learned so much about uh, the military and, and the Marine uh, codes. It just... It was it was wonderful because it was my first series, and right after that, I got to play um, one that I, I'm looking at my set chair still here in my office. Uh, I got to play Marilyn Monroe in the Rat Pack, which was um, it was amazing and daunting and scary and fantastic all at once uh, because I felt such a responsibility to try I had to mm-hmm. portray it like that. Um, yeah, and, and then. Falling into Hallmark family, um, I've done I think over 30 movies at this point for them and with them, um, and I've done uh, I was there in Cedar Cove, which was their first dramatic series, and now mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Chesapeake Shores just wrapped up. Uh, yeah, six seasons. We just had our final. So I think Megan O'Brien, because I played her for so long, she's probably taught me the most and taken me on this incredible journey. So um, I, I, I am so sad <laughs> to have that roll over, but I'm, you also have to be excited about uh, what's going to come next. So I'm ready. Uh, I, well, I, that was going to be the next question for you is for we have to talk about Chesapeake Shores for a few um, yeah. just because it just wrapped and, and Pam and I were like, no, it can't be. I think no. in the six seasons <laughs> that it was on air, you know, by virtue of everybody on social just talking about how they hated to see the series end, um, I think it was one of those that could go on forever and people would love it because there was so much connecting that could be done with the O'Briens in general and all of the different nuances of the things and the challenges that they face, but then they face them together as a family. And for your character, mm-hmm. Megan, how do you feel that Megan evolved from beginning to end of the series? I think... Oh, my goodness. I so identified with Megan O'Brien. Um, I remember I was still doing Cedar Cove when uh, Bill Abbott, who used to be the CEO over there, um, called me and said, you know, I'm reading these books right now, and I see you as this character, Megan O'Brien. So as I'm on, on my computer at my desk with him on the phone, I I Google it and buy a Kindle book of it, and I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, uh, I, I still identify with this woman because I was divorced, doing everything for my for my daughter, too. You know, divorce is so hard for everybody who goes through it. And, um, and, I, and yet I have so much guilt for getting divorced. I just identified with her, and I know that the reason that she left was so that she could get some help and, and keep her kids in a good place until they 
and, and, and get a place for them, right? So the mm-hmm. way it was written originally was that she was kind of the the mm, the villain in this. Like how mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about it, how yeah. can you leave your kids? But but the way that I thought about it was that I know exactly why she left because why she left them there because um, they were in this great house and Nell had just come back. Um, she was going. She had no money. She she you know couldn't fight Nick in court. With, with all his power and his money, and his self-esteem was horrible. And I, I, I so identified with that because I have been there in my life. But I did take Jessica with me, and, you know, we lived with roommates. We, I was so poor trying to be an actress. Um, but but I, I ended up, you know, doing okay. And I think that Megan always knew she was going to always thought that she was going to be able to take the kids with her after she got settled, but then Nick wouldn't let her. So mm. <laughs> I think I, I identify with her that what she went through, her journey to come back, and I hope that that's what the, the Chessies and the, and the viewers and the fans take away too because you, each, each thing that you decide to do in life doesn't have to be forever, and you can change your mind. You're, you can, at different places, still go back and and start over and say, I'm sorry, and try to rebuild. And in, in this whole mindset that we have now in the political thing and, the you know, we've all been through COVID, we've, we've had such extraordinary, awful uh, circumstances that we've all shared together in one way or another. We've lost family members. We've you know, just our lives have been so um, so overturned as as a group. Um, I just think the one thing that I hope that people take away from it is that you can start over, and that family and love are are the, the most important things in life, and and that is how you can heal together. So you I know. Oh, I mean, it's so amazing for the fans of the show to watch it all six seasons and see where Megan was at the beginning and where she ended up with her and Mick getting remarried. And it was just Mm -hmm. such a beautiful journey that took so many turns along the way. But to see not only how she and Mick came back together, but how the children went from feeling estranged from her to again, you know, re-embracing her all over Mm -hmm. again. And it was just so beautifully written and done. And and I think, but I think because it was such a great series, the fans are clamoring for more spinoffs and the like. And we hope that Hallmark is considering that very strongly because it's just too good of a show to just say, okay, this is all we're going to see of the O'Briens. There's so many ways that this can there can be a springboard from the actual series, I believe. And um, and in speaking of the fans, now that Chesapeake Shores is over, you you were so active on social throughout the process and okay. interacting with fans and engaging. And what would you like to say to to your fans of Chesapeake Shores now that it's over? Oh my gosh! Well, I hope it's not completely over. Um, oh, me too. Maybe maybe we can do some specials or something because I I don't think the story is over. And it's multi-generational, so we just cut new babies. And, you know, Mm -hmm. sharing this journey with the fans has been an extraordinary experience for me. And that's why I love to to give behind the scenes and do – they've been so kind. People have 
have tuned in and listened to my Facebook lives as I, you know, talk to people who have been involved with the show, the writers, the directors, the cast members, and the genuine love and and, and support that that we give our fans and that we feel we get from them too. It just creates a perfect circle. I don't mm-hmm. know if people realize because we, um, like for my the last six years now, um, each of us uh, leave sometime in April and we're, we leave our families and our homes. Um, I live in, in L.A. and we leave for four months. And it has not. It's not easy to go back home because yeah, to find that find time to between the shooting schedule to, and then it takes a whole day of of travel and then so we we basically are on this figuratively and in reality on this Vancouver island together and to be able to just I I don't know I I just I just think people so much for that opportunity. Um, Vancouver Island, by the way, needs to be on everybody's destination list because it's such a magical place. And I've heard, you know, I do I do crystals and, and Diane Ladd, my, who's become one of my dearest friends, really taught me so much about, she's been my spiritual mentor on as we've been filming these last years. Um, and evidently, Vancouver Island has the same energy that Sedona has, if anybody has ever traveled to Sedona. It's built under underneath the island, there's a layer of crystals. So there's so many healers and people who move there just because it feels good. And I, I feel like not enough people know that yet. And if people do go, you can see the O'Brien house and all those other yeah. places. The locations were another character in Chesapeake Shores, and it really does look like that and feel like that. Well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that, Barbara, because um, anytime I ever watch the show, um, I always just, you could feel it resonating through the television screen almost because it was mm-hmm. just, all I could think was I I would love to go visit that place one day. It, it was so you know, beautiful scenery and just, oh, I mean, does it get any better than a shoreline? You know, I mean, when it's in the mix and just beautiful surroundings. I can't imagine how great it was to, to film there and also to have all that energy to boot. Um, but it did. It emanated yeah. through the screen. I just always came yeah. away feeling so uplifted and, and positive. And, and I thought, yeah. I don't know what it is, but there, it, which I think enhanced how special the series was. Yeah, I think it came right through the screen, and oftentimes we would have to uh, stop filming, especially at the O'Brien house, because if someone would yell, whales, there are whales out in the, in, that we would watch come through, and um, and heels, and it's just magnificent, and I thank you, thank you for all those kind things that you say, and thank you to everybody for watching, because it changed my life, and I, I hope it kind of change somebody else's life too. Maybe show them that trying again is is the thing to do. It's, it's very healing. But sad Absolutely. And I've Not always wanted to go to Sedona too, you know, and, and uh, oh. experience that. It's so beautiful. Oh, I went on- it is. I went on eleven, eleven, eleven. Can you believe that? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my because <laughs> You know, I know this is weird to say, but my father died about, hmm, I guess, 
13 years ago now? How did that happen so quickly? And um, and since he died, I, I, I do believe, and I, I didn't really before because it wasn't confirmed. I mean, I had I had flashes of it, but he sends me, I see the numbers 11 all the time now. And when I say that, other people usually say that they've had something like that too. And I also mm-hmm. see white butterflies. So I, I do think there is a lot to that. And I'm, I just, Diane Ladd has gotten me on this lifelong journey now to, to just, to just, just learn more because I don't think we know everything yet. No, I think there's something to learn every single day. If you pay attention, mm-hmm. you'll learn something new, even if somebody doesn't tell you about it. Yes, I agree. I agree, darling. So this is a what if question. What if a network came to you and said, Barbara, we'd like you to write a movie and the money is not an issue. You can go to any location and do what you want to do. So what would the movie be about and which location would you go to film it? Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure what it would be about. I've been thinking about that, actually. And I'd have to shoot it on Vancouver Island because I think the energy will help everything and get the message out to more people. Um, um, I, I think I, I am in such a search as as I am getting older. I just love the generations. I love um, I love the search for who I am and how I can make a bigger difference. And maybe maybe that would be tied in it too. I I want to find something that will make a difference and not just do. Um, little candy movies or candy mm-hmm. things, although those are fun. Um, but I, I know that there's something big that I am still meant to do, and that's what I'm searching for right now. It's a luxury. I, the last few years with Hallmark, I've traveled literally six to eight months out of the year. So I, I moved into this house, this new house I have, uh, the week before I had to leave for four months for Chesapeake shows. I was literally in here six days trying to just put boxes away for my house sitter before I had to leave. And so I'm now going to, instead of worrying about my next job, I think it's kind of a miracle and a blessing to not worry about that and trust that something good is going to come up for me. And just be blessed and enjoy where I am and put away boxes and just make this place my own and and have our first Christmas together here with my grandkids and with all my friends. Well, speaking of Christmas, um, we are excited about this year's holiday movie in which you're starring, Christmas at the Golden Dragon. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a little different than what we usually see on Hallmark, which I love. Um, I, I love the cultural integration, you know, and just there will be so much to learn from this movie, I'm sure. But what can you tell us about the movie without giving too much away? And also, what sets this movie apart from the traditional holiday film? I, I just love this movie. When I saw this script, I was so grateful they cast me in it because, as you said, it's so diverse. And it's a Christmas story that we don't really think of that I have not seen on Hallmark. So the basic story is it's called Christmas at the Golden Dragon because the Golden Dragon is a Chinese restaurant run by this beautiful Chinese family. Um, but 
like in my family too, a lot of times we don't think about, I mean, our tradition is to go for Chinese food on, so we don't have to cook on, on one of the holidays. But for the Chinese families who own these restaurants, they never get to have a real Christmas. And so this story is about, is about uh, Kara Wang uh, stars as, uh, as Rami in it. Um, and she and her family have had this Chinese restaurant forever. She's always worked on it, and she just so wants to have a real Christmas. So she's getting engaged. She goes off with her boyfriend, and her, and her Chinese uh, parents are so strict. Wonderful actors, by the way, too. Um, Sharon Taylor. Uh, uh, Sharon, oh gosh, what was her last name? Um, just fine, fine actors. Everybody was an ensemble cast. But but they they finally decide that they have worked too hard and they're going to sell the restaurant. And so what happens is that the whole community comes together and realizes how much this tradition and this beautiful family has meant to them. Um, I have a Caucasian daughter, and then it also concentrates on a Mexican family as well as well as the Chinese family, and they're they're all so loving and beautiful, and it we all come together after we realize what this family and this uh, tradition has meant to us, and we have one final Christmas together. And I don't think I explained that that great, but it's it's so it, it was such a beautiful experience to uh, film and such an ensemble cast. Um, we have Sarah Canning plays my daughter, Kara Wing plays Rami Chen, Antonio Cupo, uh, Genevieve Butcher, uh, Osric Chow, and he's just going to be in another uh, Hallmark movie soon too. What a fine actor he is! But just I, I hope people love this because it's the side of. Christmas that we all kind of take for granted, and I've never seen a movie about it before. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, Pam and I were talking about it, and we couldn't recall seeing a movie along those lines either. And no. which I think for it to be on Hallmark is just going to be all the more special, and it's it's right. another new new way to introduce um, some different culture and integrate that, and to just bring it, you know, to such a large audience. Um, such a mm-hmm. learning moment in many, many ways, and the story just sounds right. absolutely delightful. Um, so right. we are looking forward to that. Now, before right. we wrap it's, up, we I always play. Say, it. Can I give? Can I just give sure. credit to the writers, Melinda uh, Bassmeyer and Emily Team too, and also to Hallmark for all the diversity that they are they are bringing to their stories now. Um, I think it's a time of growth for everyone, and I'm just really proud to be part of the Hallmark family. Well, we are, I mean, the writers are phenomenal, and we just love everything that Hallmark is doing and mm-hmm. all the great stories that they bring us. And this holiday season, I think, is going to be extra special, especially on the, the backside of the pandemic and, and just seeing all the wonderful stories that everyone is able to do um, in a much different way and better way now um, than yep. the past couple of years, which I think is exciting for everyone involved. So we're we're looking forward to it a lot, Barbara. And before we wrap up, um, we have a five-question lightning round that we, we always like to play. It's fun. It's all Christmas-related. Imagine that. <laughs> and <laughs> there's no wrong answer. So, oh, good, because um, I'm not good at tests. 
<laughs> Good. It's not a test. In fact, it's, okay. it's an automatic 100. You pass. But, right. Um, right. but it's just fun, fun little things. So the first question okay. is, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Uh, getting out the Christmas ornaments and putting them on the tree. And I like to do it by myself because I – I have all my mom's ornaments, and I remember as each year went by, we we gave them to each other, and each one is like 1976, you know, all those Hallmark ornaments. 1976, mm-hmm. the year I got my first house, 1979, the year my daughter was born, et cetera. So I love that, and I just I just toast it, have some of my dad's favorite wine, and that's, that's one of my favorite traditions ever. Oh, that's wonderful. What's your favorite yeah. Christmas song? Silent Night, but also I have to say my favorite song is Amazing Grace. I don't know oh, if that's that's Christmas, but um, that was my father's favorite song as well. Oh, that's beautiful. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, favorite Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. Although I have to I have to say um, there's a close second that I just saw Hallmark just uh, took a lot of us back to New York for to kick off their countdown to Christmas for this year. And there is a movie you guys have to watch because it's one of my all-time favorites now already. It's called A Holiday Spectacular, and it's set in the 50s. And it's about a, um, a, a wealthy girl who wants to be in the Rockettes, and it's that story. And it's just, oh, my God, the art design, the music, everything, you are going to love it. So I don't know what it, date, date it is on, but you've got to watch Oh, we absolutely. We realized this was coming out, and we saw all of the uh, pictures and um, yep. the the you know the lives and the footage that was being uploaded by all the actors, yep. and it just looked like yeah. a wonderful time for you all. And it what a a wonderful way to kind of kick off your holiday season. Um, not only yep. that for Hallmark, but um, we can't wait. I mean, the whole the whole holiday movie countdown to Christmas season on Hallmark is in Hallmark movies and mysteries is just going to be phenomenal this year. I think they've outdone themselves especially yes, after seeing all the movies you know that aired last weekend i thought oh my gosh this is just <laughs> the tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah. so, so many great night. movies to come yeah i woke up in the middle of the night and uh, was watching one too i just i love hallmark i'm a, I, I watch just like everybody else we need we need ways to just feel good and put love back in the world mm. all right next is hot toddy or hot chocolate Hot toddy, are you kidding me? <laughs> Is that even a question, right? No, no. <laughs> and lastly, white lights or colored lights? Colored lights, because I like, I love tradition and I love old-fashioned Christmases. So I, I do everything that that my family did for years, and I'm passing that on to my grandkids now. So. Everything, I love everything that. that I can to be tradition. Oh. Uh, I well, love that. You. I think traditions are are great to pass on, and you, I mm-hmm. always love to see how far they go with you know down the line. Absolutely, absolutely. So I always I always tell my granddaughter Solstice um, that she goes through, and we we talk about things a lot, and I do with the other two too, River and Wolf. But Solstice, she'll say, <laughs> you know. That when when I go solstice, is this something you want? Yes, maybe. So yes. So I know I will live on just like my parents are, and just like all the traditions of all of our families are. 
you know, that's what we do. We we raise our kids, we give them those values, and then and then we live on through them. Right, exactly. Well, Barbara, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you. We can't thank you enough for for talking to us today about your movie, and we're looking forward to seeing it and anything else that you have coming up in the near future, because we know you're going to continue working. There's, like, no doubt about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I am talking to somebody about a possible show, TV show, series. So we we will see, you know, and uh, I just think, Maybe my lesson right now, God's telling me to just breathe and trust and, and, and just honor as we go into the holiday season, just honor the, the family and honor mm. myself. And maybe we all need to do that because Christmas, I know I get so busy as do we all, and we just need to stop and just, just enjoy the little things and the blessings and miracles that we have every day all around us. And, and please... Everybody who is listening out there, I hope that my own story about going after this crazy dream just maybe puts a little spur in your heart as well to to just think about what your passion is and what your purpose here is because we're all here for a reason. And if something gives you goosebumps, you follow those goosebumps and take one step toward your dream today. And most importantly, don't give up five minutes before your miracle. No truer words, no truer words, and thank you for that. And I'm sure you did inspire lots of people today. And since we won't be speaking to you on the holidays, we're going to wish you a blessed holiday, you and your family, and we welcome you back anytime. And right back at you. You guys are wonderful, and I do love that accent. (laughs) Thank you so much, Barbara. (laughs) I love you, ladies. Please keep in touch, and, and we'll talk again, all right? Thank Absolutely. you so much. We love you, too. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye. Hey, guys. Don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.